I'm not completely like 100% into astrology like talking about, but from what I've been hearing, it's been really bad for a lot of us. Mercury is totally in retrograde right now, and I know I felt it. I don't know if anyone else that's listening has felt it, but hi. By the way, I'm Jay Mix, the host of the Self-Aware Millennial Podcast, and this is the first episode that I'm just going to freestyle and talk because as some of y'all are aware, I have been going through it. I had a series of just spiral breakdown depressive episodes within the last couple of months, and it just got really bad this past month. And I know exactly why um, my basic needs are not being met like they used to. And it just definitely, it caused me to spiral into a really bad depressive episode where I was very, very close to going to the hospital. If I probably could have had I said the magic words. And if you know what that is for anyone that's been to or been close to going They usually want to hear a certain amount of words before they are like, okay, we're admitting you. But I knew not to say those words because I didn't really want to go if I didn't have to. But I, yeah, this is the first episode I'm going to be doing where I'm just going to freestyle. I am taking it very easy right now because I've realized that even in the context of doing this podcast, it's like there's always this pressure to compete with others there's this pressure to make sure that the podcast that you're doing is making money like as much as I would like to make money off of this podcast I'd rather have it for the reasons that I started in the first place I wanted it to be an outlet for me and people like-minded or not like-minded than myself to come on here and have Jesus just real raw conversation so that's what I want at the bare minimum. And once that starts feeling like work, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not raw. It's not real anymore. Not to me at least. And maybe it's just, there is a breakthrough that I need to have that I can find people to do the work part of it for me so that I can still have the creative aspect, the play of it all in it and not feel like it's like a bunch of work. Cause I don't know, as like they say, you're supposed to be working smarter not harder. And that's really what I've been trying to do. And especially with this pandemic and everything happening, it's like the pandemic has taught all of us so much about ourselves and what we are worth and how we should be going through this world and not how someone else wants us to go through this world. Um, And, you know, a lot of us are still figuring that out. I know as myself personally, as an artist, it's really, it's been very, very difficult because I'm seeing other artists flourish and during this pandemic. And I mean, I guess in a way I am too. Perception is everything, but I'm seeing them flourish. And I wonder if like, I guess a lot of my context comes from the last summer during the uprising of Black Lives Matter movement and everything. And I wonder like, okay, so this means that people are going to 
be more intentional about what work they decide to take, especially my black people, especially people of color, because we already know like what we will get into otherwise. But I'm seeing and I could be wrong. This could just be my perception. But I do see a lot of people that are taking gigs for institutions that are basically the same ones that we were calling out last month or last not, not last month, last year, last century. Um, and it's it's kind of sort of discouraging, I guess. And it makes me wonder, like, I mean, it, it feels like everyone is now that the pandemic is starting to be much, much, much more further behind us. Everyone is eager to get back to working, 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 working and like wanting to like, you know, obviously like just kind of get out of where they were before. But there are a handful of us that are still trying to be intentional about what work we decide to take next. But I don't know, for me, I feel like I've just been in my head so much that it's hard for me to even like implement and like become part of this society in a performative or a performancing way. I don't know my words today. I'm, honestly, I know my words, but I, let's just say that these last couple of weeks, I haven't been able to be this expressive about myself, y'all. I felt like I was in a mental coma in some way, shape, or form. Like, I could not even emote or just, like, speak how I was feeling. I mean, I guess I'm still in that that fog in some way, shape, or form. But overall, I do feel like I've had a breakthrough and just my mental capacity to express like what I need, like my needs. And for that, I'm grateful. And that's why I'm making this episode. I know y'all like when I talk, I know y'all just like me, you know, doing and being myself. And when I can, when I can give that to y'all, I will, but y'all know I'm the self-aware millennial and Sometimes I have to be self-aware enough to know that I need to take a break. And with this podcast, like it ain't going nowhere, but it's one of those things where I can't dedicate nearly as much time to it because I know that my basic needs, at least at the current moment, aren't being met and I need to find a way of getting those met so that I have the room and space to be creative and to do all the other beautiful things that I want to do as an artist, as a podcaster. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to be completely real with y'all and all of that. I was actually supposed to, as of last week, premiere the merchandise that I've been just having sit in my apartment. I have caps and I have crop tops that are going to be for sale but you know I was again going through depression and I didn't want to have to release merch under those conditions my mental condition because like that would have just taken me in completely why because I'm realizing as time has gone on within these last couple of weeks in particular you know, I can't be everything. 
and that's okay. And I know there are people out there that can do the things that I can't. And I have to be a lot more willing to ask for help. And I need to slow down enough to understand and like be able to listen to myself and hear what exactly is it that I need? And I can't do that unless I like, again, pause, stop and like, let my body tell me what I need. So in this instance, I'm realizing I don't enjoy marketing. I don't enjoy marketing myself. Once my project is done or like I can, I can do all the creation up until it is complete and whatever it is, is saved and distributed to wherever it needs to go. But if I have to do any more marketing out on top of that, it is not for me. And I know there are people out there that it is for, or I should maybe, okay, I shouldn't, I shouldn't give myself that much. I could do anything that I want to, if I set my mind to it. And that is just hands down, like that is who I am. But sometimes I don't have the capacity for it. And I know for me, like one of the things that'll drain me to the core super, super quick is if I have to market anything, I can make things look pretty. I can make it look marketable. But as for me, like finding the strategies to market, it's not, it's not for me. It's not for me right now. And that is okay. Maybe in the future. Sure. But right now I think it's because the life that I want to create for myself does not align with, unfortunately me, like for some reason, those things cannot they can't live together right now. (laughs) Me like creating and then me marketing it. It just gives me, it's so much stress. And so I know I need to find someone out there. If you're listening, if you love to market, feel free to hit me up because I'm going to need a lot of that right now. There are so many things that I have created things that I have yet to post like online and let y'all know about all because I don't, have the capacity to even like post it. And that's when you like, that's when I knew for sure when I was starting to feel those feelings of like, not even like having everything done and ready to post and ready to go. Um, For example, like the merch or the roller skating thing that I've been wanting to post for a very long time on my socials. And I the, the the thought of having to do that and you know what it is at least for me is like everyone wants to like you know like you want to caption it right you want to put like the perfect thing so that somebody is interested in like you know checking it out or like clicking liking it and all that like usually there's like a lot to it there's a science to it there's a artistry to it there's a creativeness to it I used to be so good at that I used to be able to do that right there on the drop of a dime these days it's like I'm thinking too hard and it takes me like hours to think out, think of one caption. And that's when I knew like, you know, things like that, like it's not as genuine or what I was posting wasn't nearly as genuine as I am as a person. Because if I was being genuine, like a hundred percent genuine, a hundred percent just being real raw, 
I wouldn't have to think about what I'm posting. I wouldn't have to be strategic about it, you know? Um, and I think that's what a lot of us creatives kind of battle with. It's like, especially with social media, by the way. Um, but in general, like we think too hard on like our image or like what we as people or as performers want to be portrayed to the rest of the world when like we really should just be showing off our regular selves and every little thing that we do and not just posting the best things, but also, I mean, posting the worst, but maybe not the worst, but you know, at least keeping people understandable of like how you're actually feeling. Because I've realized the reason why I came through and got this breakthrough was because people that I have been admiring have been opening up as well about like how they actually are at this present moment. You know, you portray, you're saying, yo, I'm doing great right now. This is me. This is, you know, this is the projects that I'm doing, but yeah, also I only have a hundred dollars to my name and I'm still implementing and trying to show you, yo, this is, this is who I am. And this is me as a creative. I'm broke, but this is me still trying to be creative. And this is what is giving me life right now. This is what is, this is my passion. And I'm going to do it, you know, whether I have $5 to my name or $50,000 to my name. Um, so with that, that's one thing that I have kind of figured out through this quick breakthrough. And honestly, y'all, I'm also going to be posting this like after I literally, I am not editing this. I am not doing anything to this before I post it. This is literally going to be the one maybe I'm going to do this more often. If I have the capacity, if my, if my mental health stays exactly where it is or better, like I'm going to post stuff like this a lot more because I think it's important for y'all to like hear an unedited version of this podcast or of me speaking. Cause once I get in the flow, I get in the flow and I miss this. I miss this so much. I miss just getting into a flow of discussing and talking. And I want to do this a lot more. But I think even in regards to me, like having an outline, I love having an outline to keep it organized because I'm an organized person. And like, sometimes I forget how organized I am because like, even as like, okay, sorry, I'm like going off on a whole bunch of tangents and this is a great thing because I never get to do this ever. But I've noticed like, I've been really good about being organized these last couple of years and like the things that I have like put in like my, my drive, like my Google drive and stuff. And like, so sometimes like when I have the spark, like I had this past week of like, I'm like, okay, I used to do musical theater. I used to perform on stage. I should start auditioning again. Like I still am an actor's equity uh, actor. And like, I am SAG after eligible and everything. And, you know, I should just start getting back out there. And so I was like going through and like redoing my resume. And I was looking up like, just I was just kind of going through like the audition casting calls and seeing like things that people are looking for 
they're definitely looking for like, you know, someone with a monologue and a song. And I was like, okay, ooh, I don't have a monologue. Or I had monologues, but I either didn't remember them or I just couldn't recall what they were. Well, thankfully, organized J-Mix years ago and up until now, whenever the last time I actually needed a monologue, which was, I would say, about two, three years ago, had a whole document of monologues I had saved on my drive. And so I went in and I was like, oh, thank God. So like little stuff like that, like having things that I have done for myself in the past so that if I were to return to it, it's already there ready for me to go. Um, and that's what I mean by organize. So patting myself on the back for that. Now, what was I saying before? Um, I don't remember, but it'll come back to me. I have a lot to talk about. One thing that is in my head right now is, okay, yes, I went through a really, really bad depressive episode that feel it almost in a way felt worse than the one I've experienced in the past. I know I've had some throughout these last couple of months and I've been very transparent and open about that with y'all. But I don't know, this one just hit different. It hit different because it basically forced me to like really think about like, yo, you need to make money right now, but you don't even have the capacity to do it. So what are you going to do? Um, I was very discouraged with myself and just everything that I was doing. And when you're in a bad depression or at least a depression that I've been experiencing, I had all the symptoms, all of the damn symptoms. And I'm not even going to go through those completely right now, but just know that like, Let's see if I can think of any of them on the top of my head. Never mind. I was feeling hopeless, helpless. Um, all the things that I've once enjoyed, I no longer wanted to do. Everything, just the thought of doing something already tired me out. I was very tired often. Um, I had... A lot of sadness. I cried a lot. I've been taking my Zoloft again. I don't know if I mentioned that. I started taking it again a few weeks ago. And it takes a while to wean back on it, by the way. And another thing. I have a vagina. And I know the worst or like the brunt of where I felt like, okay, I can't do this anymore. I was probably in the middle of my period too. And I think that that had a lot to do with it. There was definitely a hormonal situation happening there. There, there was a lot happening. Um, it wasn't probably just the depression itself, but like all these other additives that were going on did not help. And it just, again, mercury rec- retrograde, all that. It just, you know, it all just kind of came together at that point. But it sucks. You get into that you get into that mindset and it's so dark. I, I don't even know if I can like describe it as best as I would like to right now. Like all I know is that like 
I was watching everyone else do their thing. I was watching everyone be happy, feels like, and I was watching everyone like, like I still wanted to be around, like I did not want to be around people. There were plenty of times where like I had to force myself out. And even when I was out with people, like I felt very disassociated, disconnected. Like I was trying to be present. I was trying to be my usual self in the ways that I like interact with people. And I couldn't just do it. Like I was like, I need to save my energy so I can make it to the end of this day. So I just kind of sat there and I observed, I watched people, you know, it was hard for me to even like, I can, I was still able to in a way encourage people when I could, but you know, it's also hard with like family, like doing, being, being depressed around family is a whole different ballpark in my, well, if it was for my, for my insanity, like for my sanity, not my insanity. I felt like I was insane in some way, shapes or form. But with my family, you know, like I, I tried to avoid them for the longest so that they couldn't see me. They wouldn't see me in this state. And when I finally was like forced to do so, because, you know, we were having gatherings and everything. I, you know, I was like, I don't have the energy to be who my family knows me as. And so I was just, it felt like I was a zombie. It felt like I was so disassociated. I was in my head, but like not in my head in a way that like I was actually thinking. Like it was literally like if you had to, if I could visualize how I felt, I can't even, maybe like a concrete wall, um, just like staring into a concrete wall. I don't know. That's not the best descriptor, but you know, like it also kind of like, for me, it was hard because like they were asking, you know, like what's wrong with you? Like what's going on with you? And you know, I, it was one of those things that triggered me and it made me feel even worse. And like telling them, you know, like not even like really being able to like just, just express, yo, I'm experiencing depression right now. I couldn't do that in the moment, but, and I think it's just cause like, for me, I wanted to, like, I wanted to still be around. I, I knew that me pushing myself to be around people was going to be better than me just like chilling and like staying in my apartment and just like, you know, being with myself. I didn't want to do that. I knew that that would just make things worse. And the, the well, you know, the other thing is, is like, like you don't want to be around people yet. You don't want to be at home, at least for me. Cause like sometimes this place, depending on how I'm feeling, where I live, my apartment, you know, just my, my home space, it can be a great, wonderful spot for me. It's a comfortable spot. It's a place that I know I can go and like finally like just like decompress. But sometimes it's a space where I don't want to be, especially if I'm depressed, especially if I'm anxious, especially if I'm going through a lot. 
I don't want to be one with my thoughts here and just letting them like basically go. Um, what's the word? You know, go on. Um, oh, what do they say? Disip- undisciplined in my mind. Um, I don't like. I don't like for. I know my mind isn't that disciplined at this point. So I know it can go anywhere and I'm not going to be able to control it. And, you know, being by myself and like having that happen, like I don't, I don't want to be alone, but also I don't want to have to interact with people. So the people that I would normally just try to be around would be like my boyfriend. Cause he, obviously he knows, like he knows that like sometimes I just need company and I don't want to talk, but most of the time I was trying to talk and like talk it out and like figure out what exactly was going on. But I couldn't figure that out for myself. And I say even like now, like I, we don't always know what we want. And I know I, my issue is that I want, or that I I can do a bunch of things. I have a lot that I have talents for I act I sing I dance I roller skate I podcast I can draw I make music I write music I those are just like the things I can think of on the top of my head I can do all of this but like when I implement and be like okay so if I had to focus on one thing what am I going to focus on? Like, I don't want to even like think about that. And I know it's part of my, like, I guess, Sagittarius energy wanting to just like be free to do whatever I want sort of, you know, situation. But I think that's just how I've always been as an individual. Like it's hard for me to stick to one thing. And it could also be part of the reason that, you know, I maybe I feel like I'm not getting anywhere in my career or okay I say this and then I realize like every single day I'm still learning about myself whether or not I feel like I'm making progress there is still some version of progress that is happening in my life I may not be financially progressing I may not be career-wise progressing to my perception but I still feel like emotionally and just like like my strength and emotions and like my capacity to do whatever those are still progressing. And I know that like, you know, I definitely feel like I've maybe hit rock bottom. Maybe. I don't know. Like this, my, my perception of rock bottom and knowing that I can still see the good, knowing that I still have, family and friends that love me and that want the best for me and are trying their hardest to help me when they have the capacity it means a lot like my skate family really helped me pull they helped pull me out of this or if anything they've kept me from going much further down into the spiral than I could have um And I know like, I know there are people that don't have that sort of support system and thinking about it from that, 
thinking about it from that perspective makes me feel better. And as I was, I've been saying this to a lot of people, I'm like, there's a lot of broke people who are very happy. And I think I'd rather be broke and happy than rich and miserable. And, you know, another thing that I had conversations with a lot of people about as I was coming into this breakthrough is the understanding that our survival as a species, as just even as our individual selves is like a main, like one of the main reasons that sometimes we do the things that we do. Um, I think one of the things that I started figuring out for myself was, and I was talking to my boyfriend about this just a few days ago, you know, we were talking about how I left the museum and, you know, I did that for righteous, well, my boyfriend said that for righteous reasons or like the way I was I was describing it was for righteous reasons like that's how the perception of it has out like as I was describing like what I was doing and that my reasons were still in a way personal even though they were righteous or what we can what we perceive today in this collective society, or at least, yeah, in this society as righteous. And that sparked the thought of me wondering like, okay, yo, what is right from wrong? What is right and wrong actually like right and wrong? Um, and hold on one second, y'all. I don't know if y'all can hear my, my really loud refrigerator, but I'm about to go closing the door yeah this is again i'm not editing any of this out so yeah i was wondering like right from wrong um you know what we perceive as right right now may not be considered right 50 years from now there are plenty of things just even within the last 10 years that we no longer tolerate um but things that we thought were right back you know we see the evolution of our society and, you know, we, we know that there are certain things that definitely do change over time. And so I was wondering, I was like, yo, so is right and wrong actually right or wrong? And I use the big extreme example of like someone like, you know, people having to kill for survival versus I guess maybe killing for sport which was something that we actually went into but like anyway killing for survival or like killing we used the we used killing someone as a as an example and you know the reasons why people maybe kill others people may kill for you know as a self-defense People may kill because they're mentally. Like, there's a whole bunch of different reasons, but does that make it right or wrong? Um, 
you know, people might be mentally ill and kill someone and not even realize they've done it. You know, there's so many different things. Um, but I think the conclusion I kind of came to was that right and wrong is subjective to where we are in society and our evolution as a species. And in terms of how, in the reasons I left, not just the museum, but like other predominantly white institutions for work and everything was um, because I felt that what I was doing was right for me. Um, but I also thought about it from a survivability, for survivability standpoint. And, you know, I thought about, I was like, you know, we're fighting right now to feel included, to feel equal, or not just to feel equal, to actually be equal in this society, in this country at least. Even though I, as a person of color, am part of the majority, the global majority in this country that I live in, and in the ways that a lot of spaces around the whole world operate, you know, it's like, you know, white people at the top. And, you know, I think about it from a survivability standpoint. I say this, sorry, I keep saying survivability standpoint. And I'm not explaining myself. What I mean by that is that you're, we're all just trying to survive, right? Well, you got a whole species of white folks that want to survive no matter what. And they're going to do everything they can to survive. And when I think about predominantly white institutions, that's, their basis of keeping their survival. So when somebody like me comes in and says, you know, basically tries to shake things up or be like, yo, let's be equal. That threatens their survivability because now I am coming in and trying to basically, you know, share. uh, I'm like, yo, share or like, you know, resources. Like I'm, I am a threat to their survival in a way. And when I, when I, Ooh, when I say survival, um, that also includes like, just like survival of current livelihoods. So I'm not saying all white people are rich. I'm not saying all white people are privileged. I'm saying that, um, the brand of white people I refer to, or just in general is the ones that have never had to be without. There are black folks like this too. I mean, I don't know. Hello, Blue Ivy. Um, you know, like Will Smith's and the children. Not Will Smith, but like, you know, Willow, Jade and all. They've never not known a life without privilege. And um, shout out to Will Howard, by the way, Willfully Positive on YouTube. Um, have they have a episode out on what privilege is. And I'll I'll link it here in the in the show notes so y'all can check it out. It's very well spoken about and like like it it it's like so poignant like check it out i will put it in a descriptor but yeah privilege when you've only known a life where you've never had to worry financially about what you've never had to worry about financially being broke or financially like having to provide for yourself or you always had like those resources around you just because of who you are or like who your parents are or, you know, who you are associated with. 
if you are ever presented with a catastrophe, I put that in quotes, catastrophe, where you don't, where you now have to live below the means that you have never had to live, it can be, you know, that's where our our, our survival instincts kick in. And we'll, some of us will do anything that we have to in order to maintain where we are because we've never known anything else. And in terms, sorry, I'm going back to exactly what I was saying like five minutes ago. In terms of who I am, knowing that I... In a way, like I say that I, I live with privilege as well as a black woman. I do because of who I have been associated with and around and who I have connections to, whether those connections are positive or negative. Like I still have those connections with people. I I don't know what I was trying to say right there. I lost my train of thought. Hopefully I'll come back. Anyway, I hope y'all are enjoying me like just like talking and like ranting like this. If y'all please check and let me know if you want me to do this more often because I'm actually enjoying this. And when I have the capacity to do it, I will do this. Um, I will just do this and rant and talk and maybe I'll just have other conversations with other people as well at some point, but I don't want it again to just, I don't want it to be, I don't want it to be super organized right now because that's, I just want it to be genuine. I want it to be real. I want it to be raw. And, you know, I would have never thought a year and a half ago when the pandemic hit or even before, like when I started this podcast that I would be doing, that I'll be able to talk to myself for a whole hour in some change about myself or like, just like kind of like my thoughts, like this is, this is how I process my, my thoughts when I'm obviously by myself and when I'm just trying to think things through in my head. And that's, I mean, clearly this is why I have this podcast so that I can help think these things through. But while it's on my mind again, while it's on my mind, um, I wanted to mention again, I had said earlier that, you know, I had spoken or I've been around people that have been helping me sort through this in my own brain. Last week, I was in a very total terrible crisis and I had the crisis team come here. And one of the things that they told me was that I was going to be okay because I'm (laughs) self-aware. And... For the first time, I was like, I did not need to hear that I'm self-aware. It was a compliment, obviously, but to me, it felt like a hopeless, like, yo, like, I'm so depressed right now. I'm ready to be done. I don't want to be here anymore, but I don't want to do anything for me not to be here anymore. And they're like, 
you know, asking me these questions and I'm answering them. They're like, you know, coping mechanisms. Like what, like I have all these things for them to like, I, they ask me these questions. I can answer them. But in the midst of all that, I'm still like dead inside. Like I know what I need to do to get better. I I have my, my coping mechanisms. I do different things. Like, you know, I exercise and like I have different things to help me get out of it. But I guess for me, like hearing that I have like a clear head on my shoulders and I have a lot of ways, I have a support system and all these different things to help me get out of it. It was something that I did not want to hear in that moment. Even though it was true to an extent, but like that was something I I did not want to hear. And, you know, it it was the the first time where I, you know, I thought I was like, you know, I don't know if being self-aware is necessarily the best thing because even the most brightest of minds, I think about people that, have taken their lives. I'm thinking about like Robin Williams. I'm thinking about the Lafayette officer that um, killed himself. Like I'm thinking about these people that had just so much, or at least the perception was that like they are fully aware of themselves. They are fully grounded in the things that they do and like why they do them. And they're very intentional. They're very, amazing people that still decide to 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 end them to end themselves um and you know like I started comparing myself to them or to these people that are no longer here knowing that like you know it's it's I'm that person too I can eventually be that person as well not that I want to be not that I'm planning to be um there is a desirability factor in it obviously where like you know I know for me like if I'm thinking about going that route it's mostly because I just no longer want to have to function in a society like I just don't want to do anything anymore like that's why I was like last month or last week I was like I just want to go to the hospital I just wanted to go to the hospital like I just wanted to be able to escape my responsibilities, my life, so that I can figure out what exactly I needed. Like I, I just didn't, I wanted an escape, and I felt like that was the only way I was going to be able to do that. And everyone like be okay with it, and like allow me the time to give myself time to like do what I needed to do. It's like when people go to like actual. I'm saying hospital, sorry. I meant like, you know, a mental health hospital. But like, even if you go to like a physical health hospital, you know, like people know why you're there. You know, there's a physical ailment that you can like, you can't do anything right now until you feel better. There are doctors and people there that are like, you know, checking in on you and you are there until you heal. And you just can't physically do anything. But well, when you're mentally disabled or mentally unable and capable of functioning, which again, all these hospitals, obviously like they, they take it just as seriously, but I mean like in a regular society, physical health is a lot more because it's physical. It's something that you can see. People are more inclined to 
be receptive of it. Mental health is different. And my mental health and like anyone's mental health, like we should be taking it with the same precaution. Hardy got sneeze. <laughs> so when you're mentally when you're mentally disabled, when you're mentally like broken or however it needs to be fixed. You really, it's, I would say that it's, it's a lot more harder to decipher whether you're actually healed and like ready to move on with your life. Um, but I know me mentally being depressed and anxious all the time, you know, that's something I have to watch out for because when I'm mentally depressed or anxious, which is all the time, let's be real. Um, as of late, it's been really hard for me to be to be online on social media a lot because on social media, like I just start seeing like all the neck, like I feel. It feels so negative to me. Um, not all of it, but like a lot of it, like a lot of, I can, I see other people trying to put themselves out there the way that I am. And I commend them for, I commend all y'all for it. But like, you know, sometimes you, you see things and it doesn't feel genuine. And I don't know, maybe I could just, maybe I could just see it through the screen or like, now my perception is just that like aware of things where like, you're just like, you can tell this person is just trying their best to feel authentic, but not coming across that way. And, you know, those are the little things that I'll just be seeing. And I'm just like, I, I, I can't be on here right now because I see that there's just different people trying to do different things. And I know it's me like it's in the end. I know it's me. That is the one that is seeing these things in that way. And. That it may not even just, it's not them. It's totally me in the way that I'm perceiving it right now because of the state that my mental health is in. But, you know, I am my, my worst critic. I am my, like, I know myself the best. So I know that <sighs> I know that in those instances, I need to take a break. I know in those instances, like, Where I should be feeling happy for this person right now, I feel other things. And they're not necessarily positive. Um, But anyway. That that was something. And I, I still kind of sort of go through that. And I'm, I've been monitoring my time online. Um, as y'all know, like I do a lot of... I, I do marketing for... And I do social, I, I have like six social media accounts right now. And I would like to eliminate that just for my mental health. But I'm not there yet. I could be there. Obviously, I could. I can easily just say, I don't want to do this no more. I don't want to do this no more. I can't do this. Like this is, I, it's, it's, it's hurting my mental health. And, you know, it's, it's killing my, it's killing my, you know, it's killing my passion, it's killing my joy, it's killing da 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 da. 
Um, but first I have to, I don't know. I'm always just like, you know, I just need to figure out like where to start. How can I do this in the least worst way as possible? Does that make sense? Like, how can I do this in a way that's not going to feel bad for me or for any of the other parties involved? Um, so that's kind of where I am right now. Um, I'm trying to figure out what exactly it is that I need in order to progress as not just a performer, but as a person. Um, and you know, that's what beautiful thing about evolution and it's the beautiful thing about life and living. We get to see where we're going. We get to experience where we're going. The thing that we hate the most, obviously, is like not knowing where we're going. Until we get there and we look back and we're like, damn. But, you know... There's still a there's still a subset of awesomeness to the fact that if we can't see where we're going, sometimes we can see where other people are going. And being able to just observe other beings. And if you're lucky to be able to observe yourself outside of yourself, like that's also really awesome and that's why I have this podcast I like that I have this outlet you know having this outlet and being able to look back even at a year ago this time where I was in my life looking back on it and being like dang I really I I did do I did stuff during this pandemic I, I've done things and being able to have it you know basically like recorded and like documented already via this podcast and other things that I have done um but the only thing is that like I definitely want to try my best to not necessarily dwell in the past but, you know, like really be intentional about like where I want my future to lay out. But the thing is, is like you just got you got to know where you don't have to know where your future is going to line up because it's going to happen either way. But I think me in particular being intentional about like what my next steps are. And I know a lot of us, you know, we take what we it's kind of like relationships sometimes we necessarily, especially that new relationship energy. Sorry. I'm not, I love how all of my episodes somehow go back to um, polyamory or non-monogamy, but you know, think about like all the times of different people that I have like had crushes on or that I've like, you know, dated or everything. Like you always start in that moment that there will be nobody else. That there will be nobody else. There will never be no other opportunity to experience 
these things again with blah, blah, blah. Now, there is an aspect of it where, yes, you may not get this exact person. You may not get this exact experience. They're, everybody's unique in their own way. But to say that you're not going to get another opportunity to try again is bullshit. So in that regard, it's like, even in life, you got to think about it that way. And in your experiences and... Even like, you know, folks be dating and they're like, you know, I'm, you know, you want to be a little bit more choosy about who you decide to date or who you decide to hook up with or whatever your dating style is. In life, it can be that way as well. And we don't have to take every opportunity just because something or someone is interested in you doing it or, you know, experiencing it or you don't have to take every opportunity. You can be a lot more selective. You can also maybe even finagle yourself into different communities of people that you want to be around, people that make you feel good, people that that you definitely align more with because what will happen is that when you're in those spaces, you're going to find eventually someone or something that's going to click and you're going to be like, this is where I need to be. This is who I need to be with or whatever. You're going to find it there. But if you're taking every single opportunity that comes your way and not really thinking about, okay, in the long run, like, Is this where I want to be? Is this where I'm trying to go in my career or like just my relationships or like whatever? Now, I know that this is easy to say. I say these things. I'm saying all these things within this last hour. And it's hard for me to sometimes implement that for myself. Um, but also going back to what I was saying at the beginning, my basic needs need to be met in order for me to even get to that next step. And I think what I'm going to do, I'm holding myself accountable to this is I'm just going to be a lot more vocal about what I think my needs are, even if I don't know completely what they are in the moment. But I know like right now I'm thinking to myself, like trying my best to like find accompanist so that they can like start playing my music that I have been like learning in my, my rep book when I sing and stuff. Like just kind of going over music that I sang a long time, like not a long time ago, just a few years ago. But like getting grounded and equipped with that again, because like there is a part of me that I miss, that I'm totally... I feel like I want to revive through doing stuff on stage again and um, even acting in general, but like musical theater in general. But here in the city of New Orleans, at least, but also around the whole country, you know, there's a lot of a lot of these theaters are predominantly white. And. There is a protocol for a lot of them to just basically say that they are equal opportunity employers, 
even if they actually aren't or they haven't actually done the work. And for me, it's like, I, I, like I want to get prepared so that I can start auditioning for these different companies again. But it's like, do you really want to take their opportunities if you were to get it? Like if you were to like, you know, let's say get their, um, you know, you pass the audition and you get offered a role, whether you take it or not because of the organization that it is or like the institution or like the actual work that they've been doing. Like there's a lot more to it. At least when I choose places that I want to work for, there's so much more to it before I say yes. And I'm doing that for my own survivability, for my own mental health and insanity. Cause I don't want to go through that again. Again, I've been through a lot and I've already done this with other predominantly white institutions I would love to work for a predominantly black or like just BIPOC institution, but they're far few in between. And unfortunately, you know, like it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but it may just also be, and you know, so my boyfriend was saying like, they're out there. They're just not here. They're not here in the city. They're not here. And I need to go somewhere else and find it. And honestly, I have been definitely thinking about moving. I would love to move somewhere else and get presented opportunities elsewhere to do what I love. I would love that. Um, and I, when it comes to pressure and like not be, like being unsure of like where my next move is, if I knew that I was going to be moving out of the city and somewhere else to do what I love, but not being certain, let's say I was broke or like homeless and still doing it, I would still go out there and do it. Because just being in a different environment, I've learned it it can change your whole life. Even if you like only travel, like that's like people that have lived here or like have only lived in their hometown and they just, or they've never gone anywhere like an hour outside of their own hometown and they experience life right outside of it. Even if it's just like for a couple of hours, life, your perception of life changes. It changes. And um, you realize that there's just so many more opportunities out there. And, you know, I was talking to my friends last night about just the fact that, and I say this thing, but then I'm I'm not doing this myself, but like, it doesn't cost that much to travel. You don't necessarily need that much to travel. But the ways in which we want to travel are the reasons why we don't travel. You can travel by car. You can travel by bike. You can travel by bus. And there's cheap ways of doing it. There's expensive ways of doing it. Some of us, a lot of us want to do it the more expensive way. But there are other ways to getting to your destination that aren't going to put you in much of a strain. It may take you longer, but... It won't put you into as much of a strain. And even as I just said that, I started thinking about just like the hierarchy of privileges that we have, that some of us have versus others. Um, and I think it was also, there was this meme I was listening or I watched or read. We, we can watch memes. We can listen to memes. We can... We can do so many things with me. But yeah, no, this this meme said something along the lines of um 
you know, the ways in which we travel are different. No, I don't know. I don't remember. Anyway, y'all. Wow. I'm going to be, this is like going to be right at a, an hour. Look at me talking for a whole hour on an unscripted episode. This is something that I never thought would happen in a while, but I hope that y'all enjoyed just me ranting and rambling. Um, I will also say this because y'all, I'm just at this point, I don't care. I want to be vulnerable and I'm not going to be giving, I'm not going to not be giving y'all information. I will be also, you know what I'm going to do? I will also be on my Patreon talking about a little bit more of this because I feel like I still have a little bit, a little bit more to say, but I do want to reserve that for Patreon just about like, kind of like why I'm in this position, but I'll be talking about I'm going to go like into complete detail as to like financially where I am and just the things that I know I need, but I'm too afraid to ask for. I'm going to go, I'm I'm going to go into that. But another thing, and I'm just going to be completely honest about my Patreon right now. I'm so thankful to still have it. I know there's been a lot of folks that have been leaving as the last couple of months, but I totally get it. We're all struggling right now and we all can't afford to necessarily support each other in the ways that we could a year ago when a lot of us were on like unemployment and stuff and had the extra dollars to support each other through this. And for that, I, you know, I completely understand. But I think part of me, like every time I see someone leave Patreon, I'm like, oh, is it me? Like, is it something that I did? Is it me not posting enough? Is it me not, you know, I always think it's me, but it may not be me. But I guess this is me basically saying that if you want to join my Patreon, it's only $5 a month. Um, I post on there. I try to post on there weekly. But again, I'm a self-aware millennial. And in order for me to stay self-aware, I have to listen to my body and understand that you know like if I can't post something this week I can't post something this week and that's okay and everybody within that community is completely aware that you know I'm I'm taking care of me and you can't be a self-aware millennial unless you're doing that so that and you know I've also kind of utilized my patreon as a space to keep people in the know about what I'm doing artistically. And it's been a weird time right now because I am still doing things artistically, but sometimes I don't even have the capacity to go online, even Patreon and like talk about it. I always feel like I have to be a perfectionist when I do things. And sometimes I just need to like maybe post a little photo, like take an unedited photo of myself and be like, this is me on set or this is me da da da, da and be like, y'all, I'm working. If you want to support me, you know, check me out. But anyway, check out my Patreon. It's www.patreon.com slash the self-aware millennial. It's a place not only for podcast listeners to really get to know like what's going on in my life, but I also share things about what I'm doing as an artist, as I just said. 
but also, and I don't know if I said this earlier, but I'm for this podcast in particular, I can't do regular episodes at the moment because I'm trying to get, again, my basic needs back up to par. But again, this podcast ain't going anywhere. And I'm very thankful for all of the people that have been on so far. I got a chance to see um, my first live show since the pandemic. I got to see my first live show, um, musical theater show yesterday. And a lot of theater folks were out there and they were saying, I was saying hello to them for the first time. And they were all commenting on the podcast. And, you know, it's, it's, because majority of the time I've done this podcast has been like just me in this apartment of mine, either with a guest or without me talking. And like, it's very personal. It feels like it's happening just within my realm. But then I realized there's other people out there that I may never see that are also checking this podcast out. And yeah, my podcast may not be one that is looking for any sort of monetary uh, or like trying to be like corporate or, you know, just a podcast of that nature where like, I feel like I have to find sponsorships. I have to, um, you know, create mid roles and all that. Like I could totally do all that, but like this podcast in general is for me. It's for y'all. And I don't, I know that I've heard a lot, a lot of people have said that they've gotten a chance to get to know me a little bit more through this through this outlet. And I think that's probably the best compliment I've gotten because you can only have so much of a small talk or conversation with people. Maybe like, you know, if you're like in a public setting, unless you have a lot of kikis, you know, with each other outside of that. But also, you know, you think about it, like with COVID, we wouldn't, we, we couldn't necessarily have that all the time in person at least, but you know, hearing that and hearing that that there are people out there that are actually listening to me, it means a lot. It's very affirming. And I appreciate y'all for just taking the time to listen to me. If you listen to this whole episode, feel free to let me know because... I always just feel like when I'm doing long episodes of me just talking, people aren't going to listen, but they very well might. And I appreciate you for it. But again, I'm okay. Let me stop talking. And (laughs) I hope that y'all have a great month of June because we're in June right now, June, 2021. Don't know what I'm going to be doing for Juneteenth. Podcast wise, I may not do anything, but if I don't, happy Juneteenth to everyone. Um, these podcast episodes again are going to be very non predictable, which is okay. And, um, feel free to contact me if you do want to be on the podcast. I may not be able to get you right then and there. Um, But we're going to make a way and we're going to make it work. This is also a podcast where 
I just want to get to know people. I want people to get to know me. It's not a dating service or anything, but like (laughs) I want people to know that they have a space to talk and know that at least me, I'm going to try my best to understand you from my perspective, even if I don't agree. Even if I feel like I have something to say, I always have something to say. Like, I'm going to try my best to at least be... I'm going to try my best to relate to you as best as I can. All right. Y'all have a great day. And I'll talk to you later.